At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Shoe the Dough podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. For our listening audience, it's time to do the show. I mean, shoe the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Welcome, 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 welcome. It is Shoe the Dough. It has been it a has while. been a hot second. It's been a moment. It's been a bit. We're excited to do another episode, though. We've got a random tandem coming up today. Uh, welcome to the show. We appreciate that intro. By the way, if you want to record an intro for the podcast, check out the website, AaronAndDanae.com. Mm-hmm. There's a script there that you can send it in. Doesn't have to be high quality or anything. Nope, just grab your smartphone, record it, and email it to us, AaronAndDanae at gmail.com. We throw it in. We, we love those things. It ain't got to be special. What? I mean, don't got to be special. It's, <laughs> it's your voice. It's special it as is it is. It is special. That's what I was going to say. We have had a couple of people that'll add like their own effects on. Uh-huh. Those are fun too. Well, or like that one, like is a total, yeah. you know, like sports announcer type voice or whatever. Feel free to be creative. That's fine. But you can just do whatever you want. No big deal. Um, so I'm excited to get into this, although always nervous because it's a random tandem, right? Random tandems, when we go into a show with no plan, mm-hmm. you get so fiddly. Like right now, <laughs> you're holding on to one of my hair clips that I don't even know how you found because they're everywhere. It was over probably. here on my microphone stand. I have no idea how it got over and here. You're like fiddling with it because you get so nervous. Well, I like having a plan. See, that's the thing. I'm glad that there's like, at least we start off with peruse the news, you know, so there's something, you know, that we, we've got planned, but then it's really up to you what you want us to talk about, your suggestions for, you know, one word stories, uh, all that kind of stuff is is up to you, kind of what happens. So um, anxiously awaiting that. And feel free to give those if you're listening live anytime during the chat. And by the way, if you want to listen live, uh, you can search for our Mixler feed so you can know when we actually go live to record the podcast. That's M- Mixlr.com slash shoe the dough. Very, very nicely done. Thank very you. Ro- very robotic of you. How have you been since the last time we've done this? Like, have we even <laughs> talked about like kind of what held us off? For no. a little bit on the podcast? No, Because this a is a big event in your family. Horrible family emergency happened. Yeah. My brother was riding his motorcycle, and thankfully, when he was hit by a car, which it's weird to say thankfully, when he was hit, which he was, and his leg was broken, which it is, it was, uh, they weren't going super fast. It was sort of at an intersection, 
And this lady just plowed into him, said she didn't see him. And so it's been really interesting for our family. We all kind of just rushed to his side. We didn't know how he was doing. Like when I got the call, it was he's going to the hospital to go into surgery. And I'm like, "Ah," you know, it was it was severe. I mean, when you say when you say, you know, got hit, I mean, uh, if he certainly if he hadn't been wearing helmet and I think he was wearing body armor, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was wearing the only thing that is injured is and I apologize if you're squeamish. I'm going to tell you about his injury, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Okay. Um, his, it broke his tibia and fibula. Yeah, the lower which is part the of, lower part of his leg. Was it his right leg? His left leg. Okay, so the lower part of his left leg. Yes. Basically broke in half. Yeah. 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 And, and it, he was thrown through the air too. Yeah. So it's you know. And when he landed, helmet and he had body armor on. So. It could have been a lot worse, and it is very, very bad. Like, he had exposed bones and everything. You was... showed me the picture of the stitches. Yeah, man. That's some Frankenstein-type stuff. It's legit. Like, they sewed his leg back on. It was not back on. Well, that's what it looks I'm just it, saying that's I what mean, it looks like. Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a steel rod in his leg now, and it's just crazy because, you know, like, when I think about somebody breaking their leg mm-hmm. or someone's leg being broken in my brother's situation— um, he didn't do this to himself. <laughs> right. Uh, you think about recovery time, but technology and surgery has changed so much. It was really hard for me to like be okay that they put him into surgery. He gets out of surgery and is basically sent home like two and a half days later. Crazy. And has been recovering at home, which he can't walk on it. I mean, he's not gonna be able to walk on his leg for a while, but he can scoot around with a walker. So we've had a chance to, you know, bond as a family. You know, he needs help getting around and uh, then he's gotten kind of more mobile. He's built up his tolerance of being able to move around and he has a couple baskets on his walker now. I heard you tricked out the walker. My mom and dad did. Yeah. Yeah. They went over and they like put these little baskets on it so he can, you know, carry things around because he he has to be attached to the walker. My favorite part is he has one of those grabby things and you put a little holster for his grabby thing on his walker. That's just smart right there. Like, if there was a show called Pimp My Walker, like, you could go on that show. <laughs> he really could. I'm really proud of him, though, just to, before we move on, he's doing really, really good, all things considered. He's kept his spirits high. I mean, it's- Motorcycle this, accidents say no joke. Yeah, it's really rough and hard, and, like, this has been a really difficult thing, and I hate that it happened to him, mm-hmm. but it's been awesome. He's so, he's so determined, and he's just, he's really held it together, and- so hopefully he'll have a full recovery and gain complete, you know, control of his leg again and be yeah. able to walk again. Is that again steel soon, rod going to stay in there? I think so. That's the plan. Although, like he'll have, always need it. People have, uh, like his his girlfriend's name is Callie. Mm-hmm. Callie actually had her leg broken similarly. His girlfriend same, broke the had, same bones. Had, yeah, had had almost the same kind of a break. Wow. And uh, motorcycle? No. Okay. But she was a pedestrian when she oh, was okay. hit. So, but anyway, she had um a steel uh put into her leg uh-huh. but then later they took it out well maybe they will take it out i don't so, know how all that works like i think just tech and science and you know medicine continues to change and true. so i don't know we'll see what happens but thank you guys for your patience as we definitely took a hiatus because i was not doing the show well and we had vacation scheduled in there already and then the next week we were off so it's just been kind of a crazy And it's weeks. been crazy. And so getting back and getting work done and, and all that kind of stuff has been crazy. 
Um, we are glad, absolutely glad your brother's good. A uh, question in the chat was, does he listen to the show? He does listen to the show. Oh, cool. He may be listening right now. I texted him. I told him I was going to talk about him. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. My <laughs> hey, dad, Ben, I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> I know. I, you, you don't understand. Like, my dad's a pastor, right? So the amount of times I was mentioned during sermons growing up, because, you know, as a pastor, you tell stories, right? That's what you, well, it's what we do too. Like, yeah. my kids know this too. Yeah. I'm not a pastor, but I'm on the radio and I do podcasts. Yeah. Like, he would always ask. And I always really appreciated that. He's like, I'd like to tell, you know, this story. And I try to do the same for my kids, too. If, you know, there's something we're going to talk about on the air to say, uh, especially if it's, you know, more sensitive or something like that, to say, hey, do you mind if I tell this story or whatever? So I think that's good. I think it's good you contacted him. I think Ben would, well, I didn't ask his permission. I just told him I was going to talk about it. So <laughs> okay, just to point. clarify, fair I'm point. still a bad sister. There was probably a little bit with that with my dad, too. It was probably like, I'm telling this story. It's but too good. I think it's important to talk about it just I guess just a tiny little soapbox moment. It's just to be, I have been extra careful driving. I think as time goes on, you get comfortable driving, Mm -hmm. you know, this reminded me that, you know, there's all kinds of circumstances that can happen. And I just don't want to be that person that accidentally hit somebody because when you hit somebody that's a pedestrian or somebody who's on a motorcycle, it's just really, really bad. And in fact, in the chat, stories about people who have been hit and lost their legs. Well, my, my friend, I was just going to say, he, he has a family that goes to his church that lost both the father and the and a brother to motorcycle accidents. Yeah. And and he himself got into a motorcycle accident. Well, and it's like, you know There was a the the police officer that came to talk to the family while we were all kind of in a private waiting room waiting mm-hmm. to find out how Ben was doing. The very, very beginning when we all got to the hospital, which was just a few minutes after he arrived on in the ambulance. So it's like we didn't really have an idea of what was going on and, you know, um, but he came in, the police officer came in and, and he sat down and was talking with us and the people that Ben was going to be riding with that day, they were there too. So he had like his brothers were there and they're all kind of in their motorcycle gear ready yeah. to go out of town because Ben was about to leave town. Anyway, um, he said something kind of profound that sort of like has stayed with me with the motorcycle. It's not if you get into an accident, it's when you get into an accident mm. because people just don't see you because you're on a bike or they're careless or you just you're going to wreck at some point in time, it's just how bad will it be? I've started uh, riding my bicycle. I I would never ride a motorcycle. I just, I'm not interested at all. But I've started riding my bicycle more for exercise. And I ride, the, I ride on the sidewalk. I know you're not supposed to, but it's I just- It's just dangerous. It's just, I, I know there are lanes for cyclists on the mm-hmm. expressways, but I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. I, I you know- I'd rather pay for a ticket if by some chance a police officer says, hey, you're not supposed to be riding on the sidewalk. I'd much rather pay that than have to deal with the possibility of getting sideswiped by a car or something that wasn't paying attention. I think the question, like, in my mind, and people do things differently. You know, the the nurse herself or the, the one of the ladies that visited, she said that there's people who uh, it was a couple that was in their 50s and one lost an arm, one lost a leg. They both had prosthetics fit for their bodies and then they got another motorcycle and were out again that's what that's what this family that i'm talking about does they still ride you know for ben he hasn't entirely decided what he's going to do yet he's obviously just a couple of weeks on the other side of it but i think him seeing like how much it affected us was hard for him too like i cried so much just thinking like i'm so thankful he's alive you know what i mean just thinking about all the possibilities I'm so thankful he's okay. Mm-hmm. It's this sucks that it happened. And like, I hate seeing him hobbling, you know, unable to like really function. It sucks. It's just like, this was done to him. And like, 
I don't know. It's just, it's really hard, but I think Ben watching it, he has yet to decide what he wants to do as far as writing, but I, you could get into an accident. Things happen, you things know. Things happen all just, the time. There's in fact, different levels of risk in a I way. I was just thinking, uh, you know, as we launch into Random Tandem here in a bit after we do our Peruse the News, um, maybe we start with that. Maybe we start, because I've, I've been in accidents before, and I feel like everybody has an accident story, so maybe we just kind of start with maybe those kind of stories and see where it goes. And again, your suggestions are always welcome for topics and that kind of stuff when we yeah. do a Random Tandem. All right, you ready to shoe this dough? Oh, man. Let's shoe a dough. Let's start with Peruse the News. And now, from the corners of the earth, everywhere you might think of, news is happening. When people report that news, we see it and report on it. That is why we peruse the news. <laughs> you did really good. That's that was the, the longest. longest. That is and easily it was the awful. longest you've ever done. That was I feel great. I like I'm going to pass out. <laughs> this is why people... Use sounders. <laughs> All right. What's going on in the news? You want me to start? I'll start this time. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Brexit a little bit. That now, was heavy yeah. in the news last week, and it's a huge thing. It almost feels like now <laughs> that it almost feels like it's it's like gone. Like, it's amazing how quickly news goes like it's that. It's like Left Shark. <laughs> it's like Katy Perry Left Shark. That's it's like, right. It's really cool. It's everywhere. People are getting tattoos of it. It's over. But that's actually not true in Brexit case. Oh, no, no, no. There will be reverberations of that decision by uh, the UK to back out of the U- uh, the European Union yeah. for years to come. So this happened the week that my brother uh, had his leg broken by a car. Um, <laughs> and Aaron, I was absent from work and you were just you know doing so much and we only had like a moment to connect, but right, we yeah, connected yeah. for like a brief second and, you, and I was just unloading about all the pressures of what's going on and just everything sure. in my mind. And you were so nice to listen. And at the very, very end, you said, so, well, since you've kind of been away, uh, this is what happened in Britain. And uh, the prime minister resigned. Uh, stocks are down. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's the end of the world. <laughs> it did. It felt like the apocalypse there for a second. It did. That was all happening. I had no clue this was even going on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I guess I, I'm not going to get into too much of the details about what it is other than, you know, they went to a vote and said, we don't want to be part of the European Union. I've actually, because uh, because I watch TV shows from the UK, I've heard kind of uh, natives talk about what it meant to them. And I've heard both sides. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard some people say it's not just about not letting in foreigners, because that's kind of how it's painted sometimes. Is yeah, that, it's that about, was one of the things. Uh, was... You know, because when you're in the European Union, you allow transportation to and from any open other countries. Border, yeah, open borders in, in the Union. So that is part of it. Um, and it's being painted as the whole thing. But I heard people talk about the idea of cultural identity, mm-hmm. the idea of there's been a, a real loss of the ability to control more than just the borders, but control, you know, the economy and different things inside. And so, you know, the idea of having a sovereign state is becoming more important to a large portion of that country. Uh, And obviously a majority of the portion, at least that voted in that country, it's becoming more important too. So they left the union, but that had a a impact. impact. Yeah, because you kind of get a feeling like you feel like the world is moving towards more like, hey, let's all be in this together. You know, even like one world government someday, you know, like the idea that we can all do this together. But, you know, I'm just not sure that's the case. And I think, you know, peaceful coexistence is, you know, the way it is now and probably the way it's going to be for the you know foreseeable. When I say peaceful, I mean mostly peaceful. Obviously, there's a lot of tension and wars and, and that kind of stuff in different places. But I said as, it once and I'm going to say it again. Running a country must be really hard. <laughs> 
I, I don't know that I want to do it. <laughs> I think, I mean, Ugh. I just can't imagine how difficult it is. Brought up in the chat was that it was a 51-49 vote. Yeah, it was close. You know, these, and for the most part, but, the polls were saying it was going to go the other way. So it's like, it's like, it's just not easy. These are not easy things and you just have to deal with them. So I hope that, you know, the ramifications are, you know, going to be all a right. A lot of people are comparing it to the Trump thing going on here. They're saying that the Brexit vote is an indicator that Trump may do better in the presidential election here than people think because of some of those same issues about not enough people voting. Yeah. Putting well, putting up the wall and, you know, keeping people out and an idea of like sovereignty and, you know, country and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Stop talking about (laughs) Trump, though. Let's move on to mine. (laughs) Four months. Four more months, Danae. Stop it. Four months. I want to live in my happy world of strange things on YouTube. I do want to say one thing. Since we went there, can I just say one thing? No matter what happens, if as it looks that either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump will be our president, like it looks like one of those two will be, I'm still praying for some sort of miracle because I don't particularly want either one of them to be. Elvis will return. But if one of them is, when one of them is, there's going to be a very large portion of this population that is not only upset with that, but vehemently angry with that, no matter which way happens. No, I and totally, I, yeah, like, absolutely. I am just, what here's, I am praying for hope. right now is for people to grow up and understand if you don't get your way, you still have to play nice, you know? Well, if you don't get your way, play nice and get serious about it and get involved in your politics. Like, right. You, I Did you just say that? To yeah. get involved in politics? If nice. it's something that really, really bothers you, yeah. go get involved in your local government and figure out a way to find people that you align with on your local government level and then it, it goes up from there. You don't have to figure out a way to like have your letter read by presidential candidates or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you do you do need to get more involved. You can't, you know. Yeah. I can be upset with the, the ways that things that things sure, are. Sure, no, yeah, always. I we'll just... talk more about this after the vote. Because <laughs> I'm right. sure it'll come up. <laughs> Fair enough. What's your first one? My first one uh, is, as I mentioned, wanting to watch just silly things on YouTube. Um, this is the title, Terrifying Helmet Doubles as Flamethrower. Wow. This is a Would this person... have helped your brother if he had had this, this <laughs> no. helmet? Okay. No, I think this would have been worse okay. because this is somebody who creates their own inventions and they try to create them after like X-Men things. Interesting. Um, so like Magneto shoes, Wolverine claws, bat suits, people who try to reinvent you know, creative like a, like a practical way to actually have the superpowers that yeah. that people or have. Like the guy who made a laser, like a laser gun. None know? of this sounds safe to me. No, none of none this of sounds OK, including this guy who this is what's getting attention is he has created a helmet like Cyclops okay. where he can push a button on the side of it and it does flamethrowers out of the eye section. No, no. It's how do you protect your eyes? Because it's welded, it's onto a welding mask. So he. What if that backfired? What if, like. These are the questions I have. (laughs) Yeah. You are in so much trouble. So. Also, by the way, Cyclops technically does not shoot fire out of his eyes. No. Just thought I'd bring that up. He he has, like, a little uh, gas tank, like a little tank for his flame. No. Flame juice. Right by my head? Yeah, it's right on the side of the head. It's not, like, on your head. It's in the helmet. Sure, today. But still, it's on your That's quite a distinction. It's an inch from your skull. It's not stapled to your skull. The fuel tank located on the head, yeah, it can easily catch fire, I'm sure. But Ugh. anyhow, it just basically, it shoots, like, it project, it, it shoots out little lines of flaming liquid and Ugh. then it lights it on fire. Anyway, it's getting a lot of attention. Um 
because this is all stuff that you could probably okay so i'm watching the video now and it's it's not just for show it looks like it actually catches things on fire no it's a flamethrower out of somebody's face man it's shooting the gasoline out. yes yes the little button on the side is what, what? shoots the liquid forward that and then is it's like on fire it's listen Listen, I was taught not even to get like, you know, hairspray near an open flame, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, let alone gasoline attached to your head, to your head. Ugh, this is what not to show your children. OK, what's your next one? I don't even know where to go after that. Um, let's talk about the Hyperloop, shall we? Hyperloop one proves it's cheaper than a high speed rail. So do you know much about the Hyperloop? Is this the, the tube that I'm supposed yes. to get in and be like? launched yes through the sea this is to another this country. could be the future of ground transportation like it's the next evolution of how to get somewhere you know from point a to point b without having to fly but how do you convince people at all that mm -hmm. this is a good idea to get into a Pe tube well people are already used to getting in tubes you forget most of the major cities that's how people get to and from places they get in a tube that's just what we do a tiny little personal tube it's not a personal tube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was each like like yeah. a pill like tube yeah. for each person? <laughs> yes. Like a toboggan. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like our own personal toboggan. Now I can see how you think that maybe takes some convincing. Uh no, it's it's like a you know, it's the same kind of mass transit, except very much faster. In fact, as fast as an airplane. And in fact, faster because it doesn't have to take off and land. And you also don't have to wait at the airport. You know, and go through all the security at the airport or whatever. Get to the airport two hours before you take off, kind of thing. This is this is going under the sea. Well, the one that that proved. So yeah, let's get specific. Option, right? Let's like get. No, 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 no. You could go on land. Oh, okay. But the but the specific one we're talking about right now is the Nordic Loop that they're thinking about doing, and they actually did the cost effectiveness analysis for it for the first time. They've never actually done how it compares cost-effectively to other high-speed so rails. So far, it's just been drawings on scraps of paper. It was done by Elon Musk, the guy who does Tesla, the cars and that okay, kind of stuff. Okay, maybe so, a whiteboard instead of paper then. Like he was invested early in. <laughs> yes, Possibly exactly. an iPad. Possibly. Uh, but this one, yes, will go underwater. It's like Finland and Norway, or, or Sweden, I should say. Finland and Sweden kind of combines those two. Um, you can get there. The plane ride from Helsinki to Stockholm, takes about an hour flight the hyperloop will get you there in half an hour from the capital of finland to the capital of uh, sweden this is how I've, I've just realized the visual that i keep seeing in my mind so you go to the bank and you push the send button <laughs> pneumatic tube yes yeah that's what i'm thinking that's kind of how it operates it rides on a cushion of air until it doesn't and you're <laughs> stuck with nowhere to go and then people backing up behind you. This like is, the water slide thing? This, this is, reminds me of when I got stuck in the water slide and like three people, you know, didn't realize I was in there and just kept banging into the back. <laughs> really they're just going around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I was a kid. What? I was like, like I just somehow like the water stopped for a second and the friction caught me and it was on a flat place of the, oh the, my the it was a tubed slide. Okay. And they must have thought, oh, he must already be out by now. Like we missed him coming. They're not supposed to send anybody until they see, but they must have just thought I was out. And so I hear sloshing behind me. No. And I'm like, I'm just about, I'm about to get kicked in the head. And you did. And I did. I got wet, but they went by me, and so they went out. Then the next person went down. And went by you? Yes. They just kept like crawling around me and going out. <laughs> I'm just a kid there, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Quit matter. kicking me in the head. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you. I can tell by your uproarious <laughs> laughter. Oh. How much empathy you have for my moment.
in the water slide. So yes, that could happen in this uh, in this hyperloop. No, I don't think it's supposed to. Yeah, we're talking like 400, 500 miles an hour. Oh, oh no, no. Which is no. about the about the speed of flight. Now, when we went from, you know, horses to automobiles and automobiles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then trains. I'm sure the horseless carriage. There was a there was someone just like me going. Oh, absolutely. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> right. I'm supposed to trust that this big machine's going right. to stay on a rail. Right. But there's something about riding on a cushion of air. It yeah. just does not seem realistic sounds to so me much at more all. comfortable. No. It's it's like what? I was just talking with somebody the other day about teleportation. Like if they find if they do figure it out, would you be willing to do it? Like if they figure out how to take all your cells apart, transport them to another place and put them all back together, and they have, you know, they've tested it on objects and living things and it's working. It appears uh-huh. to be working. Would you do it? I've seen Willy Wonka. Oh, right. So I know. That you'd end up smaller. That I'd end up smaller. I think that was fiction. <laughs> so is this thought. No, this could be real. No, there is. Teleportation n- could be real. There's no way. Science could figure it out. No. I believe it. There's no way that we're going to be de-atomized and then put back together. Hey, it's why, not possible. Why is that not possible? It isn't. Why? It's science fiction. You would have thought the same thing Star about Trek. like television signals, you know? Uh, right, like you're going to put something on film and then transport it through the air so that it's on film somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Sure. Here's me shaking my head. I'm holding a smartphone. <laughs> you know, I've got all this technology. Right. Would I step into a machine? Yes. Mm. How good is my life? You know, you can be in Los Angeles in a split second. It's and it's for sure going to happen. Yeah. There's I mean, a, they've tested it. It's just like anything, though. Like, there's a chance that it might not. Sure, go well. anything can malfunction. No, thank you. <laughs> Because I don't want to meet somebody else midair and then like have some of their merge. atoms. You've emerge. seen the fly? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jeff yeah. Goldblum, a fly accidentally gets in there when they're testing I didn't it. Realize how nasty that movie is. By yeah, the way. it's gross. That totally movie gross. is gross. Uh, I'm all for the hyperloop, though. I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> the thing is, it's going to take a long time to build this stuff, like yeah, decades. So I'm going to be an old research. man when they're doing this stuff. By then, maybe they'll have teleportation anyway. I totally geeked out on my next uh, peruse the news. Octopus eyes are crazier than we imagined. There's just been a lot of interest in cephalopods because they can um, change their skin tone. Yeah, and they can. There you know, are some. There are some cephalopods that the disguising they do of themselves is insane. As other animals, yeah, like they look just like other animals. It's crazy. The uh, the realization is that they're thought to be colorblind. But it's like, how do they then perceive color to be able to change their skin tone? Like, mm-hmm. How does this happening? And so the research goes into the shape of their eye, their iris. The way that their iris is shaped actually blasts out the light so that they can perceive color completely different than Whoa. ever imagined. Like Cyclops? So, I, yeah, like Cyclops. <laughs> And blast uh, out the light. Their vision is blurry, but the blurriness depends on the color. Um, they have a single flexible light receptor that may be better for low light conditions. And it's like, anyways, it's just like a lot of really interesting scientific mumbos, the jumbos. Wow. So, but we're trying to research these guys. I don't like thinking about how they research this, by the way, because I know that it probably involves that they have to, they can't like give the eye back after they look at it, I think so. Well, but they can also use Hopefully. animals that have died of natural causes. That's exactly what happens. Of, yeah. Yes. So, that, that's exactly what happens. Yes. They've already just, just helping you out. Like of old age. Uh huh. Yeah. They lived a happy, dying, the full 
happy octopus life. And so they get to look at the eyes and see all these things. But we're hoping, the the hope in the scientific community is there's something discovered about how they adapt to their environment that can um, assist in human cells and things like that. Like giving us like camouflage skin? Um, can we have camouflage skin, Danae? Yes. Yes! Just like we can teleport. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to finish off with um, robots because we're always one because more. Because robot. Because we're always one more step to the singularity. Uh, a Silicon Valley <laughs> startup is building pizza-making robots. Pizza-making robots? Yeah. Okay, my only question is, how does the pizza taste? Is it going <laughs> to taste metallic? Why would it taste metallic? I'm sure they'll be wearing the same gloves a human would. Do you think they're really going to wear gloves? I imagine Come a Sibley line where, the, where they have humanoid robots doing this. I'm just now thinking... <laughs> That they're actually just like they're probably just a just like squirter. bars, bars of metal. Yeah, it's just like squirts the sauce on. That's all it is. It's a- I'm imagining Chappie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like no, no. I don't think it would taste metallic. I think they probably have that part of it covered. I would be more concerned with you know the consistency of it. Like, don't you feel like uh, like microwave pizzas are made by a machine? Like, I don't think like humans put those together. No, Do I they? think those are manufactured by. Like machines. Right. Because so, it's just, it's like monotonous. They're sort of. awful. Like they're awfully put together. <laughs> like they taste okay. Like I, I can dig a micro, or a, a, you know, I said microwave pizza, but like, you know, just a quick, what, what would that be called? Frozen pizza? A frozen pizza. Yeah, I can dig a frozen pizza after it's been cooked. But um, but there's, there's something about like really getting the mix of ingredients right and, you know, putting it on. With, you know, love and attention. That would be my problem. I'd want it to be more. Well, then you just program love into it. And then no, while that's where the things robot go really bad. is working. Don't it's program going, emotion. Love, no emotions. Love. Love, love the pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give robots emotions. Uh, I also found it interesting that it was started. This startup was started by the same guy who invented Farmville. <laughs> so what? I know, right? What an entrepreneur. From Farmville yeah. to creating... I'm telling you, I bet Farmville made him so rich. Oh, man. He can just think of something and make it happen. You know, it's like there are no boundaries. I like how in the chat I was like, it's going to miss the authentic taste of Italian hands. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Wally meets Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, My last peruse the news uh, is just a real quick brush over on an app that we all know called Snapchat. Um, Snapchat introduced some new features. One of them um, is called Memories because Snapchat has all been about in the moment and mm-hmm. then it goes away. And even in the stories that, that you publish, you know, to everybody, those also go away. You know, it's not just right. the one-on-one communication that goes away. Right. So you can Snapchat to individuals. You can Snapchat to the public at large. And then after a period of time, it disappears forever. Right. At least that's that's what it's supposed to happen. Um, but they're introducing a new feature called uh, Memories where you can post old stuff. So it's like it's totally changing the purpose of the app. Hmm. Not This is coming out in conjunction with the fact that all of a sudden there's been this influx of people getting Snapchat who are in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. And so the outcry Sorry, from kids. the millennials Mom is... Mom and dad's on, on Snapchat now. Uh, I don't want to Snapchat with my grandmother, you know, or whatever. So Actually, Snapchatting with grandma would be cool. I think it's the moms and dads that moms and scare, dads. scare people away. Yeah, our aunts and uncles that are mm-hmm. just like, you better be using Snapchat for the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it, what's interesting to me is thinking, I wonder if Snapchat is going to fizzle out and another app will Always. rise to infamy. But Always. I mean. <laughs> don't change what's working. Like it's it's working. It's got so many users. Most of most of the millennials 
use Snapchat as their one of their primary ways to communicate. That and Instagram mm-hmm. is kind of what's trending right now. I, I want to know what you mean by old stuff. Do you mean you'll have access to old snaps that you've done? Or do you mean you'll be able to upload a photo? Because you can't do that right now. Right. You can't. I think you can to send to a person. I think you can upload a photo, but you can't upload a photo to post to a story. I could be wrong about that. So I just wondered. I wondered for the clarification, like what you meant by old stuff. Do you know? Um. I. I. My screen froze. Okay. Um. Again. So that's exciting. Computer <laughs> still needing work apparently. So I. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Because I remember I tried to upload. But I. But the comments on it were like, "This is not what Snapchat's supposed to be about." Right. So. I will try to remember to look that up for you. Well, it's everything's always changing. Everything's always evolving. So why you gotta change it for works? I like things done the way that they used to be back in the old days. You when, remember when they invented the horseless carriage? Uh, we used to actually. No way! I'm getting in that thing. Talk to each other. Face, How's it moving? There's nothing even face. pulling it. I don't, I don't understand. Even, I don't even know how that moves. These filters. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support of what goes on here on Shoe the Dough. You may not know this, but this podcast is completely fan-funded. It happens because people believe in it enough to give a buck or two every month to help it out, and we could not appreciate you more for doing that. Not just that, but those who share with their friends. So if you're enjoying this podcast and you haven't told anybody about it, share Shoe the Dough. Shoe the Share. Share the shoe. And if you would like to support the show, you can do so at Patreon. That's the um, website that we use. It's a really cool site. It supports a lot of artists out there mm-hmm. who are like, you know, maybe cartoon artists. There's other podcasts out there that will uh, have their own little section you can go and find and support them. I should mention, if you are an artist and you're looking for fan funding, you can also help out Shoe the Dough by letting us refer you to Patreon. So Yeah, if you use our link to go onto Patreon... Uh, we could actually, I think it was like a referral bonuses of mm-hmm. up to like $500, yeah, which is pretty cool stuff. Would be a pretty significant amount. To and I think those referrals go both out. ways. So uh, something that could, could be valuable is you kind of start out on Patreon if you're looking to do something like that. Other than that, if you just have, you know, three, $5 a month that you want to send our way so we can help pay for, you know, the streaming and the different things that happen with the podcast, um, defer the cost of all that stuff. We'd much appreciate it. Your buck matters. Yes. Your one-time gift of ninety-nine ninety-nine makes what? all the difference here was, for Shoe the Dough. Was that a deer reference? What? Since we're Shoe the Dough, did you say your buck matters? Oh, I didn't purpose? even think about that. Deer. I'm so funny. Oh, deer. Your buck matters. I didn't even know how funny I were. <laughs> but I are funny. Nice. <laughs> that was the best. You can tell we don't have a script. You ready for some more random tandem scriptless fun? Scriptless fun. I want to start off with, by the way, give us a topic if you want to, uh, you know, anything for us to chat about. I wanted to start off with some kickback. What's a kickback? You're supposed to go. Oh, yeah. All right. This is what happens uh, instead of like feedback on shoes since it's about, you know, shoes and feet. It's kickback. Uh, We got an email from. uh, Wait, let's all just pause (laughs) on that. (laughs) Okay, good. You really don't remember early on when I'd be like kickback and be like. You don't, no. remember, you don't remember that at all? I remember making that sound, Uh huh. but I don't remember why. Okay, makes sense. It's much like most of my life, actually. <laughs> That'll be on your tombstone. I she remember making that sound, <laughs> but I don't why. remember why. <laughs> you can quote me on that. DJ M3 sent us an email. says this, Hello, Aaron and Danae. I came across something that goes along with the New Music Digest 
No Label Safe you did recently about Chance the Rapper in Judgment. Uh, I'm curious to know your opinions on it. King's Kaleidoscope just released an album, and the penultimate track, simply titled A Prayer, has caused quite a bit of controversy. If you haven't heard the song, it's on Spotify, and I strongly recommend you listen to it. I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about it. Even though the song is technically explicit, it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. It clearly portrays the desperation and brokenness of the speaker, but I'm not sure if the profanity was absolutely necessary to get his point across. However, I did read that the lyrics were taken directly from the singer's personal journal. Mm. If that's the case, I can't help but respect him for having the courage to release it to the public, knowing that he would would undoubtedly receive backlash from the Christian community. And I certainly have no doubt in my mind that God can use people like us to spread the message of Jesus Christ. Anyway, let me know what you think. Thanks for all you guys do. DJM3. What a great email. And I ten had, points at DJM three. <laughs> I had seen uh, there was discussion on that very song in some of my email uh, forums that I subscribe to amongst you know programmers who program Christian radio mm-hmm. about the group and about he used that to song. Program Christian radio that at a station. Correct. Yeah, and so they're talking about this song and you know how do you approach it? You know what do you do? Do you play it on air and just bleep it all out? Yeah, all no. that kind of stuff. No, you so don't. It is interesting that we were just talking about that, and Here's here it, what is it is coming up again. Backlash is absolutely no fun, but I think that more and more there's just brave people who are stepping out and just being like, this is just part of who I am or it's part of who I used to be and I'm mm-hmm. not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to apologize for for that. I think I think this topic in particular, uh, specifically cussing and cussing words that have been considered, you know, profane potty we, words we don't i mean you don't stop and think there are so many words that a lot of us use every day that at one time were considered very profane but culture changes i'm gonna and, say one go ahead gosh <laughs> there you that go. was a not okay word no i wasn't allowed to, no i certainly wasn't allowed to say that nope um shoot you know i think one uh, people use a lot of sucks you know mm-hmm. it's definitely a very profane word you know has some you know sexually explicit you know Butthead. origins <laughs> That says butt in it. That wasn't okay. But you even go back to a word like bug. Okay? Bug originally was the F word. You know? Oh, bugger? And you, yeah. And you'll still hear that some in some more, you know, older English countries. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, just this idea that words change and words mean, you know, kind of what we intend them to here's, mean. Here's and, my question. Why is it cute when a kid does it <laughs> when they're trying to say the word truck and they're just not doing very good? Why is that funny? <laughs> But and, and, and accept it and okay, you're cracking up. That's true. But not, you know, when an adult says it and it's just like, it's just part of an emotion. I had a ladies group that I was, um, you know, with quite frequently. And there was this one particular day that this woman was like, she was really like dogging on herself. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, as a believer, as, as someone who's a Christian, mm-hmm. I, I believe that there is a an evil entity mm-hmm. and an evil forces at work that okay. are just trying to, you know, kill us destroy us make us like feel horrible and mm-hmm. think horrible and all this stuff i sure. like i believe that. you believe in the devil i do mm-hmm. it's really awkward to have a conversation with scientists about that <laughs> but i do believe in an entity. how often do you get to have conversations with scientists about believing in you'd Satan? be surprised <laughs> several times that's it's, great I'm i glad. love it those are I great conversations. that's why we exist we love having those conversations <laughs> but um i was praying for her and I found myself getting like really like righteously angry uh-huh. about the the enemy messing with her. Uh-huh. And before I know it, my prayer turns R rated. Like <laughs> in like it was. Were you cursing I, out the devil? I was, which seems counterproductive. 
but <laughs> he's already kind of been cursed. <laughs> you don't need to do it. So I open my eyes and I look around the room of like 10 women uh-huh. who are all like bubble church women, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them are what I call the fringe churchers, which are uh-huh. the ones I usually relate to more, you know. And so it's, there's a mixture of reaction. There's a couple that are like mouths hanging open, uh-huh. eyes wide. There's a couple that are giggling, you know. <laughs> and I felt really bad about it, but it was like that was the right word to use. I'm like it just I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I you know, I So so one glad I can be that part of myself with people from time to time cuz sure. I do I do curse. What? Uh from time to time or depending on who you are, maybe more frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm getting real here. Um, But I really like their reaction because one of the ladies, she's like, she goes, like that. Right. It was like out of of a movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. She's like, it's okay. I need to be around real people. (laughs) And I felt good about that. Like, we just need to be around a variety of people and I think the best argument uh, against cussing is a cultural one. I think the best argument against using certain language in those kind of things is saying the effect it has on other people, the effect it has on culture, yes. those kind of things. There are certainly words that we choose not to use because of their impact on other people. However, I think it is I think we can all agree, I think most of us can agree that the sounds of the words themselves are not what gives them power. It's the symbolism in the heart behind them. So when you say a word, what gives it power is the intended and received symbolism of that word and kind of the heart and the the intention behind it. So, you know, sounds are sounds, right? And there are certain sounds in some cultures and languages that are curse words in ours. Does that mean they're cursing when they use those sounds because it means, you know, apple to them or whatever? Or even no. gestures like hand gestures. Right. Yeah, yeah, like the exactly. the peace sign, for example. There's there's a right and a wrong way to do that. <laughs> to depending. hold your hand, yeah, yeah, depending on where you are. So I think it's good for us to remember at the end of the day that it's about our heart. But I do think there is a case to be made about cultural appropriateness and understanding um, the impact you're having on the people around you with the words that you use. And I thought you even addressed that when you were being awfully real just then when you said, depending on who you are. You know, I think that's that's part of it, you know, depending on who you're with and their understanding of those words. If my intention were to shock and to, you know, like harm people or to say something that's harmful, I think it's different. But you're right. It doesn't whether you're cursing or not cursing, you can say something that hurts somebody else just as bad. Mm -hmm. I just feel like like when DJ M3 wrote that letter, it's like there's something beautiful here, but it's going to be ignored because it has you know, explicit words. Mm-hmm. Same with movies sometimes, as you've experienced. Sure. There's really beautiful movies out there. but With he, great messages. With incredible messages. Mm-hmm. But m- there's a portion of the population that will not even give it any time because it has substance in it that they don't want to see. Right. I feel like in a movie situation or a music situation, you know, um, you can choose to consume that. If you, and you kind of have a heads up like, hey, this is explicit or hey, there's this, you know, here. But in like real life circumstances, if I, you know, there's actually someone in the chat that says, uh, I played in a church softball game and rolled my ankle and let out a choice word fly out of my mouth right in front of the pastor. So we're just hoping like in those moments when it's just a genuine like outcry or it's just part of what you express. Or habitual expression that that you've used in the past. Yeah. The people around you aren't looking at that going, oh, well, that just discounts him as a person, (laughs) you know? 
And it's like, okay, Guess I won't be on. seeing you in heaven. I'm sorry, you know. But if you're standing on a street corner cursing people, that's different. And and to that, I would say some people standing on a church, on a street corner, preaching church and hurting people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just. They're using their words to, in, to hurt people. in harmful ways and may not even realize it, even though they're not using those quote unquote choice words. words. Yeah. Isn't this an interesting topic? Yeah, no, great stuff. I mean, that's why we love your emails. That's what Random Tandem's about, by the way, is you putting stuff out and saying, hey, let's talk about this. Let's figure out, you know, where we're going from here. Um, Feel free to drop any more topics you want us to chat about in the comments. We've got a little bit more time here before we get to our one word story, which is how we finish out our Random Tandem. Uh, But let's start with, we talked a little bit about accidents. Danae, have you ever been in an accident yourself involving a car or a bike or a kid? At first I was like, I thought you were talking about potty accidents. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. You're like, talking about accidents. I've had a few of those when I was a kid, too. So <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Have you never wet yourself Like I, when, I once you've I been did, older? I think I did one time when I was like eight. I figure most people awful. have. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just this awful. But I was, yeah, I was in. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about I was this. in second grade. Hey, this is Random Tandem, right? <laughs> I was in second grade. And uh, I was doing a math problem at the board in front of the entire class. No. And I, I, and it just, it started happening. I couldn't stop it. I didn't, I hadn't done my strength exercises to to shut it down. No, And, uh, and yeah, I completely emptied my bladder in front of the class. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm, Second grade. That was a dream. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe that 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 actually was a dream. Or that was a movie. You saw it in a movie and you thought that it was your life. I'm not kidding. That is a possibility. When you're a kid, like yeah. you, you take stuff that you've oh, seen yeah. and make it apart. But I'm pretty sure that actually happened to me. <laughs> I remember riding my bike home and it was not comfortable. Oh that no! Day. Yeah, they didn't have a change of clothes. Now I think they have change of clothes for kids, like at the nurse's office and stuff. But I, they just, you know. No, they just Snapchat you now. I didn't. I mean, nobody mentioned it. No so one talked about it. Nobody at all. talked about it <sighs> at all. But I figure everybody knew. They had to know. That's I was wonderful. soaking wet. That's so wonderful that nobody knew. Yeah. Were you wearing a dress? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be worse or better? That'd be worse, right? There'd be nowhere for it, no, you know, material for it to soak into. Hmm. Yeah, that would be worse. Yeah, I think a dress That'd be would much be worse. worse. So either way, Danae, have you had accidents? <laughs> um I I haven't really had a bad accident. What about any kind of accident? Did you just knock on wood? I did. By the way. <laughs> do we need to talk? Should we do an NLS on superstition? <laughs> I've always done that. I've always done that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Do you believe there's power there um, with those things? It's kind of more like I don't want to stop now that I've started. Okay. All right. But yeah. like if, So nothing that you can think of. Well, does does drifting off of the road into a <laughs> snowbank count? Yes, of course it does. That's not really an accident. Did you like go into the snowbank? Yeah. Did it stop the vehicle? Yeah. You had an accident today. an accident. <laughs> Did you do it on purpose? No. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. It was an accident. <laughs> I think about accidents being so much more... Dramatic? Yeah. All right. Well... I mean, it was dramatic because the the snowbank was deep enough that the car tipped over onto its side and sunk down in. So we had to climb out of the well, driver's side window to get out yeah. of the car. It is fun. It was like oddly like... Because <laughs> no one's hurt. It seems so transgressive. Like falling into a pillow more than anything. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember pulling people out of a snowbank, actually, the same way, out of the driver's side window. They had to help pull them out, and then we waited for the tow to arrive. I've been in a couple accidents. When we came back from our honeymoon after being married, 
we were on our way to a celebration of our marriage at my parents' church because we did the wedding at her church. And then so we were going to do a celebration at, at my parents' church after the uh, honeymoon. So we came back and we're driving. And it just starts downpouring. And you know how you hear those first few minutes after the rain starts are the most dangerous? Have mm-hmm. you ever heard this? Yeah. Because the all oils, the oil all the, the oils in the street are right there at the surface and they haven't had time to really wash a lot of that away. So it just started downpouring. And before I could slow down, like I didn't want to slam on the brakes. So I touched the brakes. But before I, because I just lost the back end. And we probably did six full spins on the expressway at about 60, maybe 55 or 60. In my imagination, it's wee! <laughs> no, no, Danae. It was not that at all. It was. <laughs> It was not that at all. Um, Did you cry out for the Lord? I, it was a Jesus take the wheel moment. Like it really Literally. was. Yeah. No, no, no. It really was like, okay, God. And that's how I am. I'm just like, you know, hey, all right. If this is it, it's it. If, you know, if we're just taking a ride, then we're taking a ride. It's, it, you know, it's in your hands. I saw this gif on um, one of the mini sites that I browse for weird and funny pictures. Yeah. And it was someone's dash cam. So it's from their dash yeah and there's a semi that is like spinning out of control coming towards their car no and it like it misses them by just do they go do they go under the semi part no under the trailer semi like it's back end comes around and barely misses them but but as it's coming closer they superimposed thumbs up happy jesus (laughs) to like kind of like so at the moment that the truck is closest to the windshield, so is Jesus going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I laughed so hard. That's so funny. Because it was like a perfect Jesus take the wheel moment. Um, we kind of had that finish, though. We ended up spinning off the road, and we just kind of nestled up against, there was, a, there was a chain link fence off the side of the expressway, and we just kind of ended up nestling up against that fence, pointed the right direction. Wow. We just sat there for a few moments, caught our breath, and, and then drove back driving. onto the expressway and kept driving. I, it was, you know, anything could have happened. Yeah. You know, it, there were no other cars near us. Wow. We didn't go the other way because then we'd have been in cross traffic. You know, we went off the side of the road, uh, the right side. So, yeah. Man, it that's was crazy. That was one. I mean, I've heard other crash stories, you know, like, or uh, not crash stories, but like uh, accident stories that were like had miraculous endings and things I, like I that. I don't know but... if I call it. I mean, it's always miraculous. I think like everything about life is miraculous, but- I wouldn't call, like, I didn't feel like in that moment, like anything, do you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like anything miraculous happened. Like, I didn't feel like the car got lifted and moved or anything. It just, you know, I think it just happened that way that it was supposed to happen, you know? And it is miraculous. So, so how was the honeymoon post honeymoon (laughs) party? It was great. We had a great story to tell. I told that story. I told two stories at that party uh, that everybody loved. That story... (laughs) And they were both in the same realm of, you know, hey, God, it's yours, whatever, um, and losing my ring at the bottom of the ocean for a day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I told both that of those stories. Happened. Yeah, because that happened on my honeymoon. And uh, and just, I think, and I really do to this day believe both of those things were a way for God to say, no matter what happens in this crazy life, this crazy marriage, whatever, I've got you. You know, I've got you guys. So um, uh, I thought that was cool. In the chat, BDG says, these topics blend into each other for me. Growing up. One of uh, two times my dad ever used a choice word in front of me was when we got rear-ended in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thought. My dad doesn't cuss. Yeah, neither of my parents swore. I, I my actually mom never swore accidentally either, so. cussed one time, 
and it was hilarious <laughs> and we still laugh about it to this day <laughs> and then i have another friend who is experimenting with cussing yeah um doing a pretty okay job every once in a while but super awkward every once in a while because <laughs> experimenting with cussing yeah like they don't normally cuss but they know that i'm okay with it uh -huh. so like they'll throw it out every once in a while <laughs> just like a little bit of like a little like so they me. grew up not cussing and i think like, so yeah i'm gonna try these words or they just see don't. how they work yeah it's just really funny. It's like one of those things that happens when we hang out. Well, that would be me. I would be so like, like, be like bad oh, at it. Oh, crud! You know, they'll they'll say oh whatever, and they'll uh -huh. put it in there because they know that I'm just gonna you know smirk at them or whatever. <laughs> I, I for me, I know I would be like. Have you ever seen signs? I would be like Mel Gibson running around the farmhouse trying to scare the aliens when he's told you have to say swear words. You know, and he's like, you know, it's ready. Do you not remember the scene? He's like running around the farmhouse during signs like cussing at the you know burglars or whatever but he's never cussed before and so it sounds ridiculous i love that stuff yeah so anyways I that would be me that, that would all. be me if i tried to cuss what i would not be I any good at from it from signs let's see there was a terrible accident <laughs> is that all you remember there was under a door okay and uh we are now into the portion of the program where we remember how danae watches movies pretty sure Oh, oh, is that the glasses of water movie? It is. Oh. <laughs> Nicely done. Thanks. Uh, the only other accident I remember is when I was riding my bike as a kid, I catapulted over a, a shrubbery. That was the only thing I remember. Is what? I did like a full flip. Who? I ran into a bush like a sh like a row of shrubs because I couldn't control on my foot? bike. Oh, no, I was on a bike. I missed that part. I was reading no, I was the on chat. a bike. Sorry. And so, you know, the bike stopped, but I didn't. I did like a back, you know, a front flip over the shrubs. So, landed on my feet, just kept running. I feel like I should have Last more. Last part's not true, by the way. <laughs> I totally believe you. I burned my hair once. You feel like you should have more accidents? Yeah, I just, I don't, I can't remember any. Maybe it's just because I try not. Listen, maybe you've just got the world's best guardian angels. Like, you got, Okay, you got in my imagination, the top just draft fist picks. bump them. <laughs> Thanks, done. guys. Appreciate you. Nicely done. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, let's get some topics for our one-word story. Okay. Finish off with our one word story. Uh, what would you like this story to be about? Danae and I will tell a story to you. One word at a time. One word at a time. We with will alternate. No plan. With, that is true. <gasps> this gives me a tummy ache. The one word stories, I mean. Because you get so nervous. I just don't. Yeah. You liked them better when we weren't recorded in front, recording in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, I did. A live internet audience. I what is say. that? Why is that? Well, because you knew it could be edited. Like if, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you messed something up or there was a long pause or Here's whatever. Here's the thing. How do I know what I'm messing up on a one more story? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. If you get too far ahead of yourself and you start to plan too much. You can't plan you the one more story. can't because the other person is going to take it somewhere else. So, somewhere. It should never go. All right. I'm not seeing any topics. Um, you want to go with uh, accidents? No. No? Sounds terrible. Too dark? No, we can do it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. One word story about One an accident. One word story about an accident. We're not sure what kind of an accident. No. We're about to find out. Mm -mm. Once upon a Monday, there happened to be a construction worker who decided today I'm going to swim. In the tar. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. However, 
He did it. So this guy decided to walk 500 feet towards the basketball. (laughs) What? I don't know. I get confused. I'm confused. I think we're on the expressway. All of a sudden, um, basketball uh, players mansion (laughs) (laughs) he remembered as he was walking that he had forgotten his banana so he went to the banana store and got two apples because apples are much more juicy and more delicious than bananas. So I know totally disagree. <laughs> now back to the main story. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon <laughs> a Monday, a man named Pooh Bear. Decided to swim in tar. This construction worker named Pibber. <laughs> Pibber? <laughs> Is he Perber? Perber. <laughs> and his apples leapt into the tar pit. When he landed. He broke the right <laughs> innermost <laughs> <laughs> um, metatarsal. <laughs> That's painful. That is so painful. But... Surprisingly, he didn't move because he couldn't, (laughs) which, which was not something to celebrate. Thankfully, once he saw that he was stuck, he found his pocket knife what and cut 12 <laughs> slices out of his apples he took the slices and started chucking them towards the nearby flock of seagulls what? <laughs> who started eating the apples slices which then he watched in the in the 
distance. <laughs> As his seagulls carried their apple <laughs> remnants away. This is the worst story I think we've ever told. Did you just send them away? I did. I sent them away, Aaron. Seagull time is over. <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes that chance. Who's this chance, Aaron? <laughs> Who's this chance? <laughs> no chance. They're seagulls. <laughs> uh, said the remaining buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you are purposely sabotaging. <laughs> Where have the co-workers gone? I'm stuck in tar and my inner thoughts <laughs> are going berserk. I would love to be dreaming about robots, but instead I'm stuck. So now what do I do? The end. (laughs) Can I say end? Yes, sure. You never let me say end without some sort of a resolution. Look, the seagulls flew away. They were going to come back, poop the apples out, and he's going to make it all slick and stuff. What? And he's going to be able to get unstuck. What? My plan was for him Everybody to Everybody knows close apples are diuretics. To the, <laughs> to the basketball court. And then the basketball guys were going to see him and come take him out. That's what I was thinking. Uh, or the buzzer was actually a robot great. that was going to save him. I think all that works very but well. Instead, but instead, he's going to be petrified in tar. I know. He's just dying in the tar. <laughs> this is the most morbid, horrible story ever. That's just that's just the way it works. He's just dying in the tar. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Shoe the Dough. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, and thanks, thanks for uh, supporting a show that does things a bit different. We record our podcast live, one take, once and done. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of production, um, so it's kind of a different way to... Listen to podcasts, and we appreciate that you would listen and share with your friends. Yeah, and if you want to check us out live, make sure you check out our Mixler feed, mixlr.com slash shoe the dough. There are other feeds that go live there as well. Uh, If you can check out other podcasts as they record live, including one on Friday about pop culture called Sift Pop that you can check out as well. Also, huge thanks to people who've helped out, including Caleb Bunn. Production assistance on today's episode from Caleb Bunn. Also, much love and certainly. Much love and gratitude for our Patreon supporters who support us at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the intro and outro music. If you'd like to support, support starts at a buck a month. comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find all that at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Well, that was a fun recording of Shoe the Dough. Poor construction worker. That was so morbid. (laughs) Sometime in the future, 
they're going to find construction worker like skeleton and it's going to be like, you know, they're dinosaurs, like whatever the next, evol- you know, when the robots have, you know, appro- approached the singularity and humans are no longer in existence, they're going to find like human bones in, in tar pits from construction workers and be like, hmm, I wonder if there was a race of something else before us, something like that. <laughs> That's how the robots sound in the future. If you were wondering. These sound so interesting. <laughs> I thought so. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.